Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'll tell you a thing that'll fuck you up. I just watched uh, Three's Company because I like Suzanne oh Summers. Me too. And I watch it. If you watch it again, you can't watch it again because you're like, no. oh my God, it's all about date rape and homophobia. It's terrible. Literally. And you're like, I mean, even Marjorie Taylor Greene would be like, no. This is Hello, Isaac, my podcast about the idea of success and how failure affects it. I'm Isaac Mizrahi, and in this episode, I talk to the host of the podcasts On with Kara Swisher and Pivot, journalist Kara Swisher. Hello, Isaac. This is Kara Swisher. Uh, My mother is thrilled I'm talking to you because she was in fashion, and I am fashion. What's the way to say it? I have no taste. I've been wearing the same thing since I've been 12. It's like caranimals. That's how I dress. And I hope you can help me. I'm very exhilarated this morning. I've had a lot of caffeine because my guest, Kara Swisher, is probably like the smartest and most informed person in the world. She kind of lives in the center of everything right now in D.C. She knows everything about tech and politics and where we are as a culture. More than a lot of people talking about a lot of different subjects, like, boy, she is really onto something. And she has a huge fan base and a huge kind of a popularity at the moment because she is so outspoken. I have to say, I want to match her like, you know, word for word. So here we go. 
Kara Swisher, hello. Hello, how you doing? We, I'm okay. I have to say, we've never met. I mean, never, 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 like, never. never, ever. And usually, people uh-huh. I talk to on my podcast, I've known for some time, or at least yeah. I've met. I'm yeah. a little scared because you, Why? because yeah. you're you're coming to the world from a kind of a journalistic perspective, mm-hmm. like you research stuff, you know stuff, you know, which I is do. like something I respect so much. Yeah. And no matter what I do, I'm just not, you know, I went to art school, by the way. Well, like, you I didn't researched <laughs> that. You know all about fashion, right? This is so true. You... Well, I guess so. And entertainment. Guessing. No, yeah. I mean, you know, seriously, I, I I Googled you and you're roughly my age, darling. We're yes, born I know. in the 1960s, the early 1960s. Yes. yes, indeed. And I would refer to you as kind of like an elder statesman, right? Oh, I guess, yeah. No, yeah. only because what you write about, Yeah, you know, I mean, there really aren't that many people who are no. older than you who have a grasp of this, right? Yes, well, no, I, I started covering the internet when I was in my 20s. Right. Um, so it's about 25, 30 years old. Actually, it was my early 30s. Um, and so I was the young person on the staff, so that's mm-hmm. why they assigned it to me, because it was a new, I mean, people, you use the internet every day, but it was not around in the in the 1990s uh, does, how does mid- it feel to be this kind of person who has been with it almost since well, its own kind of inception seriously that's a complicated question i just finished a memoir about it it's called burn book so that'll give you an mm-hmm. idea of how i feel about what's happened <laughs> oh god um, but it's also the subtitle is a tech love story because i mm-hmm. love tech but i hate what they've done to the place if you want to like yes. think about it like that mm-hmm. and so i've been i've been with these people you know the ones that you think of masters of the universe elon or mark zuckerberg uh, mm-hmm. or the google guys or jeff bezos since the beginning before they were rich when they were startups and so i've known them a long time so i've watched their journeys their individual and together journeys what do you hate that they've done to it as a genre oh the whole as a genre, genre of- they took all the money and thought that they were the geniuses when actually the internet was paid for by the American taxpayer and by the government. Um, And then they proceeded to trash the government for whom they wouldn't exist really in lots of ways, including someone like Elon Musk, who's gotten loans from the government to save Tesla. Um, He's got contracts with the government. And so when they complain about it, you're sort of like, wow, you've done rather well uh, because of the American taxpayer. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, they really do think that you're saving the world when in fact they've done huge amounts of damage through their own greed and um, and uh, and need to grow, 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 and control. So that's how I feel about this it. This is an amazing topic that I really want to get back to, because that's sure. sort of the meat of what I want to talk to you about. But I want to start by getting a little history about sure. you. You know, sure. first of all, like, where are you from? New York, the New York area. Right on! The, the tri-state area. A local area. girl, a local a, a person. The tri-state area, the tri-state Wait, listen, area. darling, and where were you educated? I was born in Philadelphia. My dad was in the Navy. He, uh, we moved to Long Island, we, in Roslyn Yay! Harbor, Roslyn Harbor. And then uh, my dad died, and we stayed there in Long Island for a little bit. And I went to a, a private school called Portledge, if I don't know if you know it. Um, it's in Locust Valley. And then we moved to Princeton, New Jersey, when my mom remarried. And I went to a school called Princeton Day School, so a lot of private schools. Um, and then we were in New York a lot. My mom had an apartment there. Um, so we spent a lot of time in Manhattan and Princeton, essentially. And where did you go to university? Did Georgetown, you? to Georgetown. the Foreign Service okay. School. And I wanted to be a spy. I wanted to go in the military, and I was gay. And so not allowed wow. at the time. If you remember, Shh. don't ask, yes, don't I tell. Yes, I do. I do very well. And uh, thank you, Bill Clinton, for that. That was great. <laughs> Fantastic. Nice <laughs> right, job. Right, exactly. Hey, he listen, um, what did you major in in college? Uh, propaganda. 
uh, misinformation. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I my God. I yeah. love you more than so you were like a lesbian, darling. You were a like lesbian. a tr- not wanted- just sexually, but also just spiritually. Yes. You were yeah. Yeah. the prototypical fabulous lesbian of yes, all Yes, yes. I thought I was gay since I was four. I don't this know is how the about greatest. You, where you Me were. too. Oh no, no, no. When four. they say nature Three. or nurture, darling, it's so not about nurture. It's no, so exactly. about yeah. I was born yeah. dreaming about men. Well, interestingly, I had lots of boyfriends. I had in high school, I had a four-year high school boyfriend. Um, that I went out with. And I didn't wow. mind men. I, I didn't mind. I just preferred women. So, right. I mean, they were well, fine. Well, yeah. but I mean, as a kind of like spiritual lesbian, wanting this job as spy, that's t- mm-hmm. to me hilarious. Do you think it prepared you for your career yeah. as a journalist? How 100%. so? Well, because first of all, the internet's become a propaganda machine. And so I really did understand right. it. I had studied uh, Hitler and Mussolini and in wow. China. There's a propaganda has been used since the beginning of time, including the U.S. uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my area of study because I was very interested in how uh, you could shift the m- mentality of a population, including in terrible ways. And so, you know, I was a student of history and you could watch it happen over and over again. In this, you know, perceptions of people, including gay people. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember reading Vito Russo's The Celluloid Closet. And I it was did. the same thing. I read that. Mm-hmm. And the movie, which was narrated by Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all about how you make people think a, a group of people are away when they certainly, they can be a little bit that way, but mm-hmm. they certainly aren't that way. And you could create a sort of a hate scheme. And so I studied that. And that was my area, uh, particularly around hate, around hate. Uh, wow. That's a, that's a, a very heavy perspective to yeah, come at it, it from, and, and 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 do you remember what it was that took you into the kind of the tide of of your career? What was your break? Well, I did want to go in the military. I did. I really very much did, and I very much wanted to go. Uh, you know, serve the country. Whether in the, I was going to be an analyst for the CIA. I thought that was my career path essentially, mm-hmm. and so you know, sort of like um, you know, Homeland, but less crazy, I guess, than the main character. Um, and uh, I wanted to I'd do that. And then I wanted to be in the military. I could have been a military intelligence and hmm. uh, had a great regard for that and uh, and couldn't, just couldn't. Just this absolutely. is so shocking to me because I don't want to serve in the military. Like I no. never, and not because, you know, my, my dad nails, was in the military. I don't want to break my nails. Oh, I see. So it was like a family, family. Yeah. kind of like a way of thinking, like you are right. actually serving your country. Yeah, yeah, that was just the way. That was just the way. But I wanted to go into that service because I, you know, I do believe America's an incredibly problematic place, but it's also if you have the right people running it. And I've met so many good public officials and so many good public servants. I had that experience when, of course, there's tons of terrible ones, mm-hmm. especially right now. And so I just did want to do that. But then reporting was very similar with the idea of ferreting out the truth. And right. so that's what I was wow. doing, really, right. including on the campus of Georgetown University. Um, there was a lot of, again, anti-gay uh, stuff by the priests who were actually having some relationships with men, of their own. as you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, what the heck is, what the heck? I was just like, how could they do this? And mm-hmm. so I was always sort of irritated by people who said one thing publicly and lived another way privately. That drove And were crazy. you writing about it or something in university? Yeah. Is that what yeah. happened? And that's what led you to begin your Yeah, I was a columnist. A yeah, I was columnist. a columnist for the paper. And then mm-hmm. I got a job at the Washington Post. Wow. Um, I had been covering a, a particular thing that the Post also covered, and they got it wrong. And I called the editor and started yelling at them because I love the Washington Post. And right. uh, and they hired me. I went down there. I argued with them. And they said, we'll give you a job because you're so irritated. A job as what? 
a stringer for Georgetown University. Wow. So I covered it. Yeah. So, and that got me into Columbia Journalism School. Um, and so, you know, everything's a step. You know that, you know, you yes, go I from do. one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I worked at the Post and then worked my way up, really, essentially, from the mail. I worked in the mailroom at the Washington Post, which is kind of funny. And here's a question. This might sound like slightly, I don't know what, like sexist to you or something. Yeah, but go ahead. I go need it, it in every, I'm just going to go for it. Like, do you think as a gay woman, yeah. it was like slightly easier for I you do. to get ahead than it I would do. for a non-gay woman, for a straight woman? Yeah. You know, there's an old joke. I don't remember who said it, but you know, I don't know why they think lesbians hate men. They don't have to sleep with them. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I have brothers who I love um, and I've always had good relationships with men. And I think in many ways, and I don't think all men, but many men want to get along with women. It's just a very difficult, um, you know, there's a lot of tension between straight men and straight women. And I didn't have it, you know what I mean? And every now and then they think of me as a guy, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, Mm -hmm. I was at a, a thing with a bunch of venture capitalists and they started talking about a woman in a really objectified way. And they're like, what do you think, Kara? And I go, still a feminist. Sorry. Still, like, I don't talk <laughs> yeah. about women like that. You know, I mean, maybe a little bit, but not to, not a group of people with a big ha-ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think they wanted to get along with me and welcomed it. Yeah, I do think. Yeah, there's a lot right. of powerful lesbians. Yeah, there are. No, I mean, it. I mean, just the fact that you called them up and started screaming yes. at them and went like, hey, yeah. wait a minute, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they were comfortable with me in my right. attitude toward them. I wouldn't say it was male either. I just think mm-hmm. I didn't have anything that I wanted from them in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it made the relationship pretty easy. I had a very clear, I'm very ambitious as a reporter and I'm going to mm-hmm. get what I want. This uh-huh. is important, I think. That's an important trait for, for a journalist, I think. Yes, right? 100%. Like, you can't take that away from, you can't say, oh, I'm just going to sit in the back here. And as a journalist, you have to want to find out about the truth. Although many journalists, as you might know, aren't very curious, I find sometimes, uh, you know, that sort of take everything hook, line, and sinker, or they decide to be snarky. That's the Uh other, you know, the opposite side. I try to be fair. That's what I try to do. And I don't assume... culpability at the beginning. I just would like to know what happened. Right. And is there anything about that that scares you a little bit? Like, you were, are you afraid someone's going to fire you and you're going to no, be penniless never. in the street or something? No, or? no. Yeah, I'm going to be penniless in the street. I'm highly educated in no, America. I, no, I know. White, but it's white like, lady in America. Totally, I don't but think. you know, I know, no, but I it's know. like, I have terrible, terrible fantasies of like, oh my God, constantly. Not Not at all. Congratulations. How do you do that? Well, you work in an industry that's, you know, like Hollywood entertainment, it's based on loathing and insecurity. And the next minute you're not good enough. And so- I don't wow. operate like, someone was telling me like that. They're like, what are you scared of? I said, scary things. That's about it. Like That's what's it. scary to you? What I don't you know, someone of? pointing a gun at me. I guess I would right. be scared, you know, something like Jesus. this. But I think people always overwhelmingly turf themselves in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I don't have that good girl thing. I think women do it in a lot of ways where they're the good girl, like they have mm-hmm. to be, they don't want to be loud. And I'm like, mm, you know, not loud, but I'm like, I'd like that, please. And I've written several books, but one book I want to write is um, is a series of three books. One is called No is a Complete Sentence. Mm-hmm. The second one is called uh, Yes, I'll Take That. And the third mm-hmm. is called Maybe I'll Call You Back. Um, because <laughs> I think when you have nice. power, if you exercise it, people do tend to respond to it, both men and women. Getting back to this conversation of being like a homosexual woman Mm -hmm. and a woman and whatever the opposite of homosexual, you know, you think about that, right? Like you are able to do that, you know? Right. Um, We almost expect it. 
like we expect a gay woman to be like yeah, quite tough. loud and quite tough. Not all are. No, there's a lot and of somehow trauma. we, huh? There's a lot of no, trauma. Exactly. Gay, yeah. And there's so much. Listen, I'm going back to the original statement. I feel yeah. weird, you know, sexualizing it this way or something. No, or, it's fine. Right. But like, if you think about a woman in Congress or a woman in the Senate or a woman like Hillary Clinton, I don't know who you want to think of, you know. They can't do that. We don't want right. them to do that. In some no. crazy, weird, fucked up extent, they yeah. can't behave like well, that. Well, you remember uh, Barack Obama's really, I think it was a loathsome statement, is she's likable enough. You know, you remember that. I do uh, remember that. It was terrible. Well, I was you like, will go right, let's go well, right to he, all the he shit. And I, he and I had a back and forth <laughs> on a bunch of stuff. Uh, right. You know, he's so used to being constantly liked. I was like, just a second, sir. You talk a lot, you know? Right. That yeah, was a good exactly. interview. Yeah, yeah. It was One time That's I went amazing. later, my ex-wife worked for him. And at the end of the term, you you go in and take a picture. And so she's like, can you just come with us with the kids? And I had done a very testy interview with him. It's a long story, but it was quite testy. And I walk in the Oval Office to take get the picture, you know, with the family. And he's prepared to be super friendly. And he looked at me and was like, how did you get in here? And I was like, <laughs> Good wow. to see you, too. I was like, I don't want to be here either. You know, it's just a lesbian drama here situation. Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Um, all right, so let's try to start digging into this, okay? Just okay. a little bit. Mm -hmm. In terms of the content of your work. Yep. And what you've been observing about the internet and social media and everything that is so much more in-depth than any of us who actually use this stuff. Sure would ever delve into it. Like, darling, can you tell me like what we're essentially missing about the whole thing? What well, should we know that we don't know? Well, I think one, people didn't realize how much can be digitized, right? And I, my whole premise when I started covering the internet was everything that can be digitized will be digitized. And if you start from that premise, you can go very far. Medicine, law, uh, automation, robotics, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on. And I don't think people were prepared just like they weren't prepared when we went from plows to mechanized farming, mm -hmm. or we went from sort of handicrafts to manufacturing, or factory manufacturing. Mm -hmm. We are in that period, and we've been in it for quite a while, and it's slowly been working its way through all aspects of society and improving as humans don't, right? And mm -hmm. I think people don't recognize how much power we've given over to, one, the digital overlords, and secondly, digital itself, how much we've become dependent on it. Does it work? Because it doesn't yeah, work for sometimes. Me. In some cases, A lot certainly. of cases, for me, it really doesn't. It's so random that right. I categorize it as something that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, but think about just know? basic things. You used to have maps. You're old enough to remember maps, right? When you got in a car, you don't have yes. those anymore. You don't have pay phones. I once took right. two of my kids um, to uh, walking in Los Angeles, which is an unusual thing to do. And we ran into a pay phone that was sitting there, an old pay phone. And my son said, what is that? And I said, oh, it's a Payphone. We went up to it. You put money in it and you talked right. in it. And he looked at it and he thought, he went, ew, that's dirty. And I was like, it was. Yeah, you're right now that I right. think about it. Um, so, I mean, I think everything has been changed irreparably for the good and bad. And some of it's good. Um, workplace, obviously. And then the pandemic just accelerated shopping. Yes. Uh, food, right. yes. uh, fashion too, because of trends, right? Now you're mm -hmm. seeing things, but used to be somewhat of a gatekeeper situation yeah. where certain small amount of people made decisions. Now that's changed drastically. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. 
like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. So what are you most afraid of? About the internet, what scares you about either the current situation right. of it or the future of it? You, you know? know, everyone sucks about AI taking over and killing us. I'm not scared about that. I'm scared about people doing that. I'm yeah. always scared about human beings and right. unaccountable power, unaccountable, unelected uh, power with people that have so much money they can do anything they want. That mm-hmm. scares me. And with people that are unqualified to to make the decisions for our society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could laugh all you want at elected officials, and you should, especially this week. They're a ridiculous bunch. Oh it's a clown God. show. But they were elected, okay? Let, let's just start with that. So, you know, someone like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or any of these people were not elected, and they're making major decisions. You know, a small group of people is making decisions, and that's I find that problematic. Yeah. 
It's very scary. It is. I have to say, especially since they only have their own agendas. Sure do. At the forefront of that decision making, right? And, you know, there are a great deal of blessings about the internet and about social media. But can we focus for a minute on social media? Because I feel like... Of the internet, that is probably the thing that throbs. The cancer. And the the cancer. cancer. Exactly. Okay, do you refer to it as a cancer? Do you think of it as a- No, but I think I call it like, uh, I had to get an interview with Mark Benioff, which I like very much. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people I like. You know, there's a lot of really interesting. I always liked Steve Jobs. I thought he was a visionary. Mm -hmm. Spent a lot of time with him, did a lot of interviews. Um, but, uh, yes, I think social media is, is, uh, is, is, it, 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 it didn't have to. It could have been a, a tool. It became a weapon. It's been weaponized. It's been politicized. It's been weaponized, essentially, by all what? kinds of people. And it's easy Why? to manipulate. An- it also plays into our base instincts. It crawls down our bre- brainstem and goes to our real base instincts around how we speak to people. I just did a great interview by a guy at uh, MIT who has, I think it's the Institute for Constructive Communication, which is kind of a Ironic irony right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really the things you do face-to-face you wouldn't do on the internet. And now the stuff you do on the internet is spilling into the back to the real world. So hence Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh my She's God. both online mm-hmm. and then she behaves the same way offline, right? right. Um, and so, you know, there was a really interesting thing that happened this week when this guy who's absolutely virulently anti-gay was elected to the um, speakership of yes. the house. Terrifying. And a reporter asked a normal question. He's also an election denier, of, and not just any election denier. He's like chief election denier. And I know. Um, and so the reporter asked a question about that, and he had a group of people behind him, surrounding him, right behind him. And they him. all, yeah. especially that old lady who I, I literally know that wanted, old lady. I thought I know. Really I'm an old lady. I was like, Me we're too. having a pickleball match, and whoever <laughs> ends gets killed in the end. Wow. You know, wow, I'm gonna, like, wow, you know, wow. whatever happens with her. But they were jeering, and I thought that looks like online. This. Is a physical manifestation of how people behave online, which was yeah. really interesting. So it's shifted back now. But in real life, most people are decent. They do not say, you know, dunk or, you know, some dumb meme or. Right. You, you think? Know, I'm no. so happy to hear well, this. This is in really. In most life, I'm talking about, but it's bleeding. It's bleeding the other way. So it went from a relatively decent conversation to a really ridiculous conversation. And now that's bleeding back. So more people feel emboldened to act performatively. And that's what it is, is performance, really. Mm -hmm. Do do you feel that maybe you can answer the question about this idea of regulating such a thing? Are there regulations that you can put in place? Okay, tell me everything you know. Well, I happen to live in Washington right now, uh, long story because of family stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the right place to be because one of the things that's happened is in the entire history of the internet, now this is the top 10 richest people in the world are tech people, except for... Bernard Arnault and the Saudis are the rich, mm-hmm. are also in there, but it's mostly tech people. Mm-hmm. The top 10 richest companies, same thing. All tech companies except for his company mm-hmm. and the Saudis, uh, mm-hmm. the Aramco. Um, so that means they're the richest and most powerful people on the planet by far. These are trillion-dollar companies, multi-trillion-dollar companies. Never happened before. I think Apple and Microsoft are up there in that regard. Google's close. Facebook is slower. Um, but nonetheless, they're the most powerful companies in the world. How many pieces of legislation do you think there are regarding this particular industry? There's hundreds on finance, hundreds on fashion, hundreds on pharmaceutical, et cetera, et cetera. How many do you think there are? Uh, you're scaring me now. I have Zero. no idea. Zero. Zero. This is what I thought. And th- there is one law, but it allows them complete immunity from litigation. Uh, That's pretty. 
I know, right? They could walk down Fifth Avenue and shoot someone. So you're talking about laws that need to be enacted, right? Except how do you ever get Uh any of that done when it's basically such a scary, scary situation between these people who run these companies well, they've tried. and our government and the world government. Because it's right. not just our government that has to right. regulate, it's the but world. The, the U.S. has to. Like, this are U.S. US companies for the most part. Let's mm-hmm. leave China okay. out of it because it's a whole different situation. But they aren't and to be Russia. regulated. Go they, on. Yeah. they aren't to be regulated. They're not mm-hmm. in our purview. They don't behave in international standards. All right. Um, But um, there's a woman in um, Europe named Marguerite Vestager who has passed all kinds of laws. She's a badass. They hate her. And so I love her. She's my favorite person on the planet. Um, They made a whole series, a Danish series about her. And she's- Oh, I love that series. Is it called Borgen? Yes, that's her. I love, that's my favorite series. She's a badass. I love her and I love that actor. That actor who plays her is so, So and all the men in that show. Wait, I just have to make, could I just make an aside about the beauty of the men in that show? If you just want to see some beautiful Danish men. Yes, Okay, sorry. Go on. Back to her. She's amazing. She's an astonishing, she's at the EU, but- she passed all kinds of laws, but it doesn't matter because it has to be in this country, a lot of them. Now, California has passed some laws under Kamala Harris and Gavin mm-hmm. Newsom and others, but there's been no privacy legislation national. There's been no antitrust legislation. There's been no algorithmic transparency legislation. There's been no data legislation. Uh, they are not liable. They can do anything they want. There is some stuff happening now around AI, and it's bipartisan, and there's several people trying, but they have yet to pass. I'm going to the White House on Monday because President Biden is initiating a, an AI executive order around this. Let's see what he says, but it shouldn't be an executive order. Congress should be able to pass decent oh, privacy. You know, but they I'm just try. saying, darling, They're good trying. luck. And what's even scarier than what you're saying or what I'm reading into what you're saying is that you know, they kind of regulate themselves a little bit. You know, it's they, they will take something down themselves. if they feel it's... That's correct. And that is basic fascism. That is fascism, Well, it's something. I don't know if it's fascism. I mean, taking it's down Donald Trump off fascism. of Twitter was probably a good idea. That Same was a thing good on idea, Facebook. But, but it yeah. was made by two people, right? And that, of course, gets into First Amendment issues. But these are private companies making decisions mm-hmm. for all of society. And Tim Cook at Apple has done a lot around ads and, and tried to regulate some of it. But he doesn't want to be the chief regulator. He's a very nice man. He's a very wise person, I think. But he shouldn't be the chief regulator in the United mm-hmm. States. And, you know, you have these senators <laughs> that have le- lobbying money pushed against them that is so massive. You can't believe. I mean, Amy Klobuchar, who is a very, I, lo- I think she's terrific. Um, I do too. I really like her. She's a badass. But she's tried. She used to call me. She'd be like, this month, I'm going to get it past Kara. I'm like, good fucking luck, Senator Klobuchar. Um, and it didn't happen. And then she called me. She goes, okay, now this time. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> you give me a call. Uh, why you- why is, doesn't she have more to do in Washington? She does. She's a very effective legislator. She's actually someone who actually, okay. unlike, say, a Jim Jordan, actually passes legislation. Right. <laughs> um, but talk to me for a minute about this idea of, you know, fighters, right? Yeah. Like people who will actually give a shit enough and don't go along just... Accumulating followership and liking, you know, Barbie posts about Barbie. You know what I mean? What about the people who can't be bought? Well, they all can be bought. It's not bought. You know, like Amy Klobuchar had $110 million of lobbying against several of her bills, and they didn't pass. And by the way, it got scuttled by both Democrats and Republicans because they were worried about their individual constituents. Well, maybe I see this as a parallel. It's like the arts, you know? 
there's no like critical writing so much. There's there's not a whole lot of critical writing in yeah. the mainstream anymore. Where there sure. used to be critics who would come out and say, "I hate this. This is a terrible right. thing. Yeah. Don't right. go see this." And there is no longer that. That right. doesn't exist so much. Right. How do you? encourage me that we're not going to all end up like, you know, like Wally. Did you ever yeah. see the movie Wally? Yes, which is the course. most brilliant thing that has ever been. It is. It really Everybody is. People go should go back. And... You need to see that because I yeah. feel like we're all going to be floating in some kind of a capsule with a screen. Yep. You know, obese right. people with the screen talking about this, right? And so can you reassure me that that no. is not going to happen? No, I can't oh, because shit. this stuff is oh, addictive. You, we left out the addiction part. These, right. are, these are like cigarettes. These are like liquor. You know, maybe there's an ozempic for this, but right now it doesn't exist because mm. it is addictive. It's a casino. <laughs> By the way, I think those drugs are really interesting. I think it's a really interesting trend. As mm. much as people make fun of it, it's actually an important issue. Uh, tech Technologists are super involved in it. And this is an area I think is important. But that aside, it's mm -hmm. addictive and it's necessary. It's both addictive and necessary because you can't do your job without it. And so we have decided to marry digital, right? We've decided this is the marriage we're going to have and we can't get out of it. We really literally can't. And in some ways, some of it's incredibly powerful. What AI could do around healthcare, around uh, savings, oh, cost savings, around God. climate change, yeah. it's massive. But that's what it was like at the beginning of the internet. What the internet could mm -hmm. do for world peace it right. could have, showing our commonality, linking us together, instead it degenerated into what is happening now, and then again spills over into the world. So there's, every one of these technologies is a tool. Look, a knife is a tool and a weapon, right? Depending yes. on how you deploy it. Mm -hmm. And so it's been too much weaponized and too few in terms of a tool. That said, the, the possibilities are endless, like endless and endless and endless. And you have to sort of start to get leaders that lean into that versus leaning into the quick buck. Um, something I always say, I like the new level of entrepreneurs coming out. There's a lot of different ones coming mm -hmm. out. But years ago when... Someone was doing something I didn't like. It might have been Zuckerberg, one of them. Mm -hmm. And pick I said a, two things. I said, mogul. one, you're so poor, all you have is money. Um, and then wow. the second thing I said is, you either are going to do something about income inequality, because the money you have is obscene, obscene. And you didn't make it just because you were so smart. You game the system. Like, at some level, you're smart. The second part is, it has a network effect, essentially. Right. And I said, you either have to do something about income inequality or you need to armor plate your Tesla, right? right? And because that's where it's going. And then I thought, oh my God, no, they like armor plating their Teslas, right? That's what they want, actually. Yes. So Yeah, because I, I feel like that's the mentality. Like the deeper the bunker, the more yeah. armor plating you have on your car, the better right. off you are. And that's what and everybody also, they is working They like toward. the cashmere. They, it's ca they, these worlds, do you watch Succession? Cashmere. Of, excuse me? I did the I podcast. I did their podcast. Oh I know, was, I know. I listened to a few episodes and it was yeah. absolutely yeah, great. Yeah, it was great. But one of the things I thought we talked about with uh, the guy who created it, Jesse Armstrong, was what you what he got right about it, since I spend so much time with billionaires, I, I know them quite mm -hmm. well, um, is their worlds get smaller and smaller and smaller and more comfortable. Cashmere, mm -hmm. right? Yes. I call it cashmere prison. And mm -hmm. so they go from their plane to their car to yeah. their house. Totally and they all have insular. staffs. 
private and then they medicine, never, medical facilities, right, private and they never, spas. Yeah. And, and they have no sense of self-awareness. Mark Andreessen, who's a very famous technologist, uh, a long time ago, I would say he's been slacking a little bit, but he mm. just wrote a piece saying, you're either with AI or against it. And you're either with <laughs> us because us regular people, he literally put this in a thing. And I no. thought, you haven't met a regular people in a decade except if they're coming to bring you your morning whatever the fuck you drink. Also, what an right? antiquated word to it use. Was, right, it was regular. so fascinating. Yeah. I was like, you're not regular. You weren't regular to start with, and now you really aren't regular. <laughs> um, speaking of secession, okay, speaking of what we were talking about, like arts criticism and right. the entertainment business <laughs> merging in this kind of sickening way with the news industry, yes. you know? Yeah. Can you talk me off the ledge a little bit about that? I mean, so far you've only increased my okay. anxiety. All right. About okay, good. Um, no, I cannot. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I don't think it's, look, everything's getting impacted by digital. Like, look, the New York Times made a, a grievous mistake with the bombing of the hospital. They put a headline on and they're very influential. That was inaccurate at best, right? Mm -hmm. Problematic in every way because they were moving at the speed of social media and social media was so full of bullshit and lies and everybody was using it for propaganda that even they got affected and they're the sort of, la should be the last line of defense. And so um, I think the idea of look over here and the entertainmentization has been happening for a very long time. It's not a new phenomenon. I think the internet and social media just accelerates. And the pandemic accelerated it further because we were so reliant on these things, whether it was shopping or entertainment. The other thing that's happening in Hollywood, and you do a lot of different shows, is the economics have changed rather drastically. And people in Hollywood have not paid attention to this. Like, no. I have spent so much time with Hollywood people, and I cover them. And I keep saying, economics are changing. You better get ready for what's happening. Same thing happened in newspapers and music. It's coming for you too. And they seem to want to live in the old world. When I listen to them talk about, you know, residuals, I'm like, that's kind of done. You have to now think of a new way of getting compensated. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the power is all in the hands of these, especially like a Netflix, because they have all the data. You don't yeah. have all the data and right. everything is data now. And then news is the same way. There's been an explosion in amazing journalistic enterprises I've created a lot that are much mm -hmm. better than the bigger ones. And they're more accurate. They don't need as much money to operate. They can make a lot of money and yet also not um, depend on the larger ecosystem, essentially. Mm -hmm. So in that way, you're seeing a lot of innovation. That's a, that's a modern phenomenon, if you yeah. ask me. Because if you were a journalist in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, yeah. like it wouldn't necessarily be this platform for you to stand upon and say right. what you thought. Right. That's the job of like, you know, uh, a critic or so. That's right. the job of right. someone else, but not necessarily right. a journalist. You know? Right, because you had to be attached to a big ship. Right, And I, I left a long time ago and I'm just as powerful. And, and it's right. interesting. It's an interesting phenomenon. I mm -hmm. think it's probably the same in fashion, right? You can suddenly- I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I don't really- Do you have to be next to a big company? Uh, no. Yes, you do. I guess so. Yes, yes. But I feel like fashion in that way is kind of over yeah. in so many ways. I feel like movies are yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? I used to want to really go right. out to see movies, but now they don't shoot movies as much as they shoot like all those special effects that they mad in later. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. like, well, why should I go to the movies and sit there and pay however much money when I could probably see as good a 
an a experience print or something. At home. There's yeah. no print of anything. You know what I well, mean, right? Well, so it's because the home experience has gotten better as the movie experience has gotten worse, right? Right. right. Um, yes, of so course, I know. It's a bad consumer premise. I yes. pay all this money to go out with shitty seats, shitty food, shitty sound. Exactly. And then, but and, wait, wait a minute, because. I was kind of using that as a parallel to yeah. this kind of journalism that goes on today. Listen, the Washington Post today, as much mm-hmm. as we love it, is not yeah. the Washington Post of... Oh, that critic. Who was amazing? Kay Graham. But you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. you know, you are fighting this fight by yourself and it's sort of the, the Yes, Kara but it's Swisher not, show. but that's different. But I think there's like, look, the business of fashion is a very small little thing happening. It's now, I think she's at Puck. But I think there's a lot of really innovative entrepreneurial journalistic activity activities happening all over the place. And I think they're good. I think they're really good. And the economics work for a smaller group of people. And that's what you're going to see throughout because like fashion people can now go to social media or TikTok, especially. I know. And music get discovered. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I did an interesting interview with John Legend. When they did the strike, I said, oh, this is a problem because TikTok's now entertainment. I don't think you realize Mm -hmm. how much it's entertainment. Of course And he said, there's a lot of bad people on it, right? And I said, you know, John, out of a hundred people, seven of them are good. They never would have been discovered before. So you're screwed because you can now find them amid the thousands because it's one constant tryout. It's the same thing with fashion. It's the same thing with um, everything, journalism. And so I think that's exciting. I do. I personally think it's exciting. I think it's exciting, but it's also so scary, Kara. Why? It's like, Why? because there isn't like a trained bunch of people looking at, like you go on Yelp, a lot of people believe Yelp right. so sure. much more than they believe you or me. Tastemakers, or, you're talking about tastemakers, tastemakers, which also are gatekeepers. Or, tastemakers, or, you know, it's like the way people politicize news. You know, you can't right. even talk about an insurrection that happened on January 6th without some crazy person in Congress right. saying that you're politicizing the news when I'm not really, I'm just reporting on what right. happened. But it's your choice to react to them, right? Why are you reacting what do you mean? to them? Because you- because I think what they're doing is it's all performative and we're in an episode of Network, right? You remember Network, of yes, course, I the do. movie and the yes. wonderful theater. Yes. Brian Cranston was amazing mm. in that. We mm. are in Network. Remember, <laughs> everyone laughed like Sybil yes. the soothsayer and all this yes. stuff and mm-hmm. and anger, you know, being a thing. We are in that. That's where we are. I and know, everyone darling. laughed at the time. It was a satire. But, yeah. you know, he was very I didn't prescient. Laugh. Who laughed at that? I, that was I an think amazing a lot of people novel. That, it was. But I think yeah. a lot of people at the time were like, look at this. It'll never happen. And that's precisely what happened, mm-hmm. actually. Well, that's what scares me about the moment that we're living through, especially right now, you know, like where we think something won't happen. But in fact, it is happening. You know, yeah. it is happening, yeah. darling. And it's really- and there's real power to these people. And I, I would agree. I think Trump, of course, is the biggest me version too. of that. Like we, can, you think, we can trace it all back to 2016, no, right? Right. But, to, but it's to, before that because because he, yeah, you know, he was on his was, show. I yeah. watched every episode of that show. I, I was one me of the too. few people who watched me it. Me too. I was and on it twice. Were okay? you? Yeah. Oh, how'd you I do? I mean, I hated. No, it, the, it was like they worked for me in this one episode. Yeah. That woman called, what's her name? She couldn't pronounce my name. You know, that fabulous. She couldn't it, pronounce my name. Amorosa, yes. Yeah. And she said, oh, I'm going to work for Isaac Mizarahi. And I was like, darling, if you can't pronounce my name, you can't work for me. It was like, that uh-huh. was an episode. And it got a lot of, and I was so <laughs> mad at my business partner at the time for, for hooking me up with that. I was so mad. Yeah. We were at a Yankee game in October, right? And right. we had to leave because I had to go tape this fucking thing. Uh-huh. And I was so mad at her. And then, of course, you know, everybody picked up on yeah. this thing about yeah. my name and about, yeah. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. <laughs> So we were talking about, I'm sorry, the nascent or the Well, here's the thing. A- Trump used Twitter, particularly um, the way JFK might have used television or FDR used radio. I mean, I think every era has someone who's good at it. Now, he's now, he is really was. Um, he doesn't continue to be, but he was a troll in chief, right? He yes, was really good at manipulating the mm-hmm. media and going around it um, with his own voice. Now, you may despise him, but it was it was a brilliant move on his part because he had an image that had been carefully crafted through The Apprentice. I always thought he was a poor person's version of a rich person, right? You know what I mean? Yes, like an idea yes. of a rich person. Like, you know, 
he doesn't care about like having a seat on the board of the library. Right. Yes, he, he cares does. about yes, having. He <laughs> yes, he, he does. wishes. Well, he, he needs no. someone to fill that for him. Though, right. And so I thought he used it rather effectively. I wrote a lot in the New York Times about this. I kept saying what he's doing. You, I wrote a column in the Times, and I won't tell you the date where I said after the election, if he loses, mm-hmm. what if he got on the, on there and said it was a fraud, it was stolen. And then he kept saying it and repeating it for a month afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then he pushes his s- supporters to stopping the process physically. I wrote this in 2019. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. That's because exactly you, could see, happened. you could see how he was using it. And he couldn't have done it without these digital tools. He absolutely couldn't have done it. Mm-mm. You know, and it will come to bite him in different ways because he's in a court of law now, which is a very different place and has not been affected in the same way. But he definitely took the power of the internet and used it for his own devices. Yes, he did. I, 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 I am still suffering from this. What would you call it? It's it's a it's relative Trump of, derangement syndrome. Trump derangement syndrome. It's, yeah. it's, it's a relative of Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. I just, I'm so afraid that he's not going to have to pay for his actions of well, all those years. Well, you know, because you know? he's become a narrative for you versus, you know, Trump's been He's been here before, you know, whether he's Huey Long or Mussolini. These people existed. Look, Hitler did not need Instagram. Oh, this is making me feel great. Keep keep going. No, no, but I'm just saying Hitler did not need Instagram. I mean it, you're helping. Well, it's just the question of at some point, all these things, everyone will use them and therefore they are rendered less effective, right? Mm -hmm. And so, or people get used to them. I have four kids. I have four kids. They are not as affected by this stuff as we are, right? Mm -hmm. Because they know how to use it. They understand what's happening. They aren't quite as easy to manipulate, just like we weren't as easy to manipulate with television. You know, everyone lost their minds over television. Yes. It was the idiot box. We all become idiotic. We -hmm. knew it wasn't the case, right? And then television got better. It did. It's great. Right. It's not just good. Television is an art form now. It really, truly is. Not all of it. Not all of it. Well, but secession a lot of is. It. All, a lot of it. No, a, a lot, lot of, of it. Really... So much. And it's weird. Speaking of addiction and stuff, I just watched this incredible movie that I recommend very highly called Cassandro. And mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. And I watched it on Amazon Prime. And something about it, it was beautifully crafted enough so that I could actually sit through two hours without needing to go, you know, right. next episode, skip intro. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Whereas like now I need to go like Gilmore Girls, skip intro. If you're you're out on the cold. <laughs> Skip intro, like next episode, right? Like that's I'll who tell you, I've I'll become. I'll tell you a thing that'll fuck you up. <laughs> I just watched uh, Three's Company because I like Suzanne oh Summers. Me too. And I watch it. If you watch it again, you can't watch it again because you're like, no. oh my God, it's all about date rape and homophobia. It's terrible. Literally. And you're like, I mean, even Marjorie Taylor Greene would be like, no, that's enough. <laughs> Wait a minute. What about just the story of Suzanne Summers and how she right. asked for more money, at least as yes. much as John oh, Ritter? Was... And they were like, oh, okay, you're a blonde. We can recast you. That's and right. then they did. They just they got did. rid of her. And they... Chrissy. I mean, just Chrissy that whole... came in. It's just Chrissy. Exactly. Chrissy. Yeah. Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy. Chrissy was her name. Then the woman, the other woman came in who looked like Chrissy. She was right. Just... Well, just that story alone, you know. Yep. Right. But, uh, Don't but, go but back, back and watch this. it. No, go back, back and watch this. it. You have to. All right, I will try. But I'm saying, like, back to that thing about how, you know, I don't even want to watch a movie. Like, the length Mm -hmm. of a movie has become irrelevant, you know? Well, you saw Oppenheimer, didn't you? I did not. No, I did not. I saw Barbie, and I literally disliked it so much. No, I did not like it. I loved it. I really did not like it. Why? I didn't. I I felt for a million different reasons, I didn't feel like there was enough of a story or a movie as much uh-huh. as a bunch of little ideas, just oh, in, in terms of something that holds my attention. And then, you know, 
It's like when I was a thirty something, you know, they asked me to 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 be at the Miss America pageant to be, oh, and wow. I was like, you know, I can't do that. And they were like, oh, please, please, can we just talk to you for the documentary? I was like, you really right. don't want my perspective on this because I think it's disgusting, you know. Right. And they were like, we really do, we really do. And I was like, okay. And I sat there and I told them how disgusting I thought it was, mm -hmm. and how I really have absolutely no humor about that subject. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the way I feel oh, about Barbie, right. and that's kind of the way I feel about the kind of evil empire of material and how that's uh, all it was, was just more right. grabbing and more branding and more money. Okay. And bless yes. them. Yes. Bless Greta Gerwig and bless those people. And yes, yes, yes. But it mm -hmm. didn't personally work for me. And I guess, I don't that's know why. That's an excellent I guess, review. That's I'm sorry, I will see Oppenheimer. Do you think I should? It's too long. It's, it's actually, too long. <laughs> too, I think nobody wants to tell Chris Nolan, like I'm doing an interview with him and I'm going to say, look, I feel nobody told you you needed to be edited. You're a brilliant guy, but- Nobody understands your last movie, and um, ah! and and someone should yeah. say, you know what? Hey, hey, lady, you need a little cutting, like a little, a little judicious cutting. But it was it was a good movie. It was a fantastic movie. I'm going to definitely see it the minute it starts streaming. You know, because I'm yeah. so lazy and I'm not going yeah. to the movies. But wait a minute, I have a, a question to kind of wrap this up a little bit because we're kind of sure. almost finished. But sure. you know, what I remember when I started in fashion and, and entertainment, some mm -hmm. journalists asked me this question, like, "What do you see for the future?" And I thought right. about it and I said, right. "Well, for I fashion. see this for fashion. Well, for fashion and entertainment, just uh -huh. all of it." I, okay, let's talk about just fashion, right? Yeah. And I said, I think it's going to be these two incredible, like, separate factions. There's mm -hmm. going to be this incredibly, incredibly simple, simple thing where it's just minimal to such an extent that you don't even notice it. And then the opposite of that, it's going to be like, you know... Um, Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, exactly, mm -hmm. right. And that was my answer because I thought about it, and I'm not wrong. I mean, that is kind of... 30 years later, that's kind of what right. has taken place. What if I asked you that about the internet? Could you see what the future of well, this all is? The internet and social media, is there? Well, I think social media is destroying itself, right? I think it's becoming, especially for young people, I think they're not interested. <sighs> Including, you know, TikTok is not social media, it's entertainment. That's how I look at TikTok. I, I think it's addictive, but I think it's addictive in the wow. way good entertainment is, right? Like you just kind of want to, it's like a Doritos, I guess. And some of it's quite good. I mean, I, I don't know if you use it. I use it on a burger I phone use it cause... a little. I use Instagram a lot. And in, in the past sort of six years or seven or eight years, it's like, you know, war, guns, and yeah. then puppies and, right. you know, Britney Spears. You know what right. I mean? And it makes me feel a little crazy. And right. I, what I worry right. about is people not feeling crazy when oh, they, they scroll from, from people right. being hostages to, right. you know, from right. puppies. Right. You know, well, I feel there was like no way that wasn't going to enter the picture over at Instagram. But Instagram has been relatively benign comparatively to yeah. like a Twitter or yes. Facebook. Well, Twitter um, is just caca. It's always been caca. It, it, it has. Now it's really lost its mind because it its owner is also problematic in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. That's right. Um, uh, but I think that there's going to be new ways. I think I really do believe in young people and maybe it's because I have kids, um, but right. I do think they're very judiciously watching this stuff. I do mm -hmm. think there's a lot of technology that's so promising around healthcare, cancer, climate change, weight gain, you know, solving some yeah. of these issues around transportation. I ride these driverless cars around San Francisco. I know some of them are problematic, 
but it's heading in the right direction. Right. It really, truly is. It just is. Um, it, I you love know, you. You know, cars, tr- trucks, safety. I do think we're going to solve cancer in, in this next uh, 50 years wow. using digital means. I just was with Jennifer Doudna, who won the Nobel Prize for uh, CRISPR gene editing and things like mm-hmm. that, which is, you know, some of it could go a real ugly way. She talked mm-hmm. about that, but some of it could go an amazing way. And so it just depends on how, where we are. So I see a lot of uh, promise. At the same time, you saw what happened with this Israeli-Hamas war. And it, yes. I stay away from the war itself. What's yeah. happening online is insane, just insane. insane. Oh, I know. And it's know, so problematic getting back to propaganda and misinformation. And mm-hmm. it's setting people against each other in this highly reductive way. Pick one, pick a side, oh, pick a darling, side. Talk about me and my husband for a minute. Go right, on. But it's a yeah. complex issue. You can have yes. two ideas in your mm-hmm. head at the same yes. time. And D'accord. for some reason, people can't. People can say Hamas is a terrorist organization. They did a heinous massacre. Netanyahu is a problematic criminal. He really we always knew is. that. We always That's correct. Knew that. And the brutality against the people of Gaza is problematic. We have to figure it out. And so it, people course, don't seem to be able to- except when you conflate those issues at the moment, darling, you, yes. it becomes nothing but pure anti-Semitism. And, I have and it to is say that. 100, listen, my wife is Jewish. I get it. It really mm-hmm. is. And, and people can't do it. And there was something at GW, I live in Washington, D.C., and they were putting all this stuff on walls. How cruel- I don't Could know. You, the cruelty. And, and then tearing down but, p- posters of people, right, of, but of people who were kidnapped by Hamas. That's online moving into, it's cruelty, it's, it's impulse control, it's inability to take a frigging moment and understand yeah. another human being. And that's my worry, is that that's people the fear. are- That's the fear, is that people become, um, it's impossible to Incendiary. see them as a person, right? right? right because right, everything right. is a reaction and a reaction performative. And that's worrisome. That to I me have, is worrisome. Usually, I ask this particular next question much earlier mm-hmm. in the interview, but because sure. you're such a like a fighter, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see your career trajectory or your life even as linear in this way. It no. took me a minute, but was there a setback that you went through in your life that taught you something, like a failure? You know, my podcast is called Pivot. One of them is called Pivot. You know, I don't see things as failures. I see them as opportunities. That's a good thing I've gotten from tech people is that mm-hmm. I'm not stupid like a lot of them are. They're like, it wasn't a failure. I'm like, oh, that didn't <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, but what can I do? I tend to try to see things from a different perspective as other people. Like, I tend to just go, okay, then what am I going to do next? I'm not particularly scared about next. Um, I'll tell you one very short story. I was please. meeting with a woman who was a very powerful tech executive. And she came to me and she said, you know, I'm leaving this company. I want to be a CEO. Um, I've been offered this, this, or this, right? And I said, "Uh uh-huh. She goes, what do you think I should do? And I said, well, what do you want to do? And she said, well, this is interesting. I said, no, 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 lady. You sound like a lady who's gotten a a marriage offer and that's your only choice, right? I was like, if you were offered in a restaurant, chicken, beef, or fish, and- you want duck, fucking order duck. Like, get duck. Get the and duck. Get the duck. And she was like, well, what if the duck's not available? I said, oh, the duck's available. It's back there. <laughs> it's fucking back there. They have the duck. They may not have the duck. Then go to another restaurant. I was like, why are you picking the choices that are in front of you versus everything else? And so that's how I've conducted my life that way. And the second way is I leave things all the time. I'm very willing to leave. And I was at a very powerful place and someone said, well, why are you leaving? And I said, 
I, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't want to talk to you anymore. I and hate I, you. I, How can no, I, I say this them. in a nice way? I didn't hate them. I was like, I just, I'm done I talking just can't with you. deal with you. I'm done yeah, talking exactly. to you. Wow. And it's no whoa, insult, whoa, whoa. but that's me. And it's not me, it's you. I'm done having a conversation with you. And I want to talk to someone else. And I think people don't do that, especially lucky people like you and I, right? Yeah. We are educated. Yes. But both of us are white. We have a lot of advantages. Yes, we And do. we tend to focus on our negatives versus our advantages. And we are able to get up and get out. And so many mm-hmm. people can't. So many people are trapped in prisons, in real and one prisons. of the things that I loved about this talk mm-hmm. was we never once talked about how difficult it is to be a homosexual or the setbacks or bullying yeah. or anything. Because that exists, but we talked about the actual advantages right. for a I minute. think it's you better. Know, is, Don't me you think too. it's better? So much better. Absolutely better. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's dot. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. <laughs> I mean, I have to tell you, I don't know why you had kids. You had, you didn't oh. have to have kids. But you I did. love kids. Kidding, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I like kids. some kids. I like some kids. Oh, I'm too my kids old. are great. Come Darling, on. I'm, I'm 60. Even... I have a four-year-old and two-year-old. I'm my a straight white man, My husband's too though. old. Really? Yeah. My husband is 52, so I think we're too old. No. Right. No, no, we're not. Kids are the best. I all right. The best maybe kid. we'll get some. By the some. way, let me just make an observation. Lesbians should raise all the kids. Because uh, we, I have, I have the most manly sons who are also very sensitive, but they're this not is... too sensitive. They're great. They're great men. I, I have raised Well, it's great like men. that incredible Michelle Wolf joke. I don't know if you mm-hmm. watched her no, incredible I, I love three her. part. Excuse me, you must, you're welcome. Go home and yeah. watch that on Netflix. I will. She has I will. Part. I love her. And she says, like, I don't know why lesbians like to go, here's some solutions, you know? Yeah. And then we're all friends with gay men who go, you're ugly. You know, yeah. I mean, which is just the most hilarious. <laughs> it's Not so all fucking gay men. funny. No, I know, but you know, as a joke, it's a punchline. Yeah. I love laugh. a gay man. I live in the Castro uh, of San Francisco. It's my favorite place of on course earth. You Whenever love I a feel gay back, man, I come back here and I'm like, ah, oh, the naked guys. I'm so happy they're here. All right. Final around. question, which I actually think is a good pivot to the last sure. question. Pivot. Pivot. You know, I'm obsessed with obits. I wake up every day and I read the obits. And I think about what mine is going to be. What is yours? Tell me. Mine is saying. mine is not what it would be if I died tomorrow. I need another mm-hmm. like 15 years to actually mm-hmm. prove what I want my obit to be about. What do you want your obit to say? Oh, that's a good thing. She did what she wanted. She ordered the duck for one. She thing. ordered the duck. She ordered the <laughs> fucking duck. The fucking duck. The fucking man. duck. That is she... so inspiring to me. I cannot yeah. even tell you. I'm yeah. going through all this stuff. I think the world astrologically. Yeah. I'm not sure if you believe in astrology, but a little bit. The world is going through some freaking crazy it stuff. Is. It's right a simulation. Now. Do you know that? What a lot of tech people think. Uh, <gasps> a lot of tech people, including Elon Musk, a lot of people think we're in an actual simulation. <gasps> so essentially, teenagers from the future of future society are playing a video game right now, and we are the video game. And so it's not real. And that's how come it's uh, so crazy. Oh my just God. say that's, that's their premise. That's why we are crazy. Exactly. This is just a simulation. Well, what do you want to promote on this podcast? You know, I have a lot of things. I do. Uh, I have podcasts. You should listen to them. They're funny. Okay, I can't wait. I've listened to some of them, obviously. Pivot is really funny. You can't avoid Kara Swisher in I this world. I think my, soon I have another thing I'm about to be announced. I can't say it yet, but soon. I really try very hard to treat people fairly. And at the same time, I think you should listen to my interviews with some of the most powerful people on earth. Because I will. while I don't let them off the hook, I really do ask the questions that need asking of these people and hold them to account. I'm also not unfair to them. I don't think there's any plus in attacking people unnecessarily unless they deserve it and asking them tough questions. I believe smart people like smart questions, right? Mm -hmm. Someone said, why did Steve Jobs keep coming back to talk to you? Why do all these people that you are very tough on? I said, because they're smart, because they're smart people and they're not Mm -hmm. scared of tough questions. And I believe that. I do believe that. And I think the lesser people are and they run from you. 
Amazing. It's great. Keep right. on, darling. All Keep right. on doing this. I Keep shall. On doing I'll this. try. I want to have dinner. Let's have dinner or All something. All right. That Seriously. would be great. If I'm in I would DC, love to I'm going to like, look you up. I Call mean, me anytime. You I can, will. And if you're I'll in let New you York, babysit. Babe. I'll let you babysit. Oh, okay. I'll do no, that. No, no, no. Like I have, no, you would love my kids. They're hysterical. I can't wait to meet them. Yeah. I'm One thing it. that's We're interesting about my kids is, you know, all my friends have various they and them and, uh-huh. and different gender, which I think is great. Like, I don't, sometimes I'm like, what do you care what people want to call them? If you want to call yourself Shirley, let them call themselves Shirley. Although that wouldn't, the name I would choose. But I have the most cisgendered children in America. Yeah, I had an argument with a right-wing person, J.D. Vance. He was like, liberals don't believe in the future. I was like, let me explain something to you. I'm growing all the straight people. It's you people that are growing all the gay people. (laughs) It's the truth, darling. I literally am like, you're welcome. And by the way, I have double the amount of children he does. Why can't he keep up? That's all I have Nothing engenders like transgression, like religion. Yes, right, exactly. exactly. So I'm yeah. always like, I am doing society a my favor. My job, by growing, you're doing your part. I'm doing my part to grow great men and great women for the future. You need to keep up, all you right-wing people, because you're <laughs> very slow. No, darling, hopefully they will be creating fabulous, like, transgender and That's other correct, and which is queer which is always the case. Is that always not always needed. the case? Always incredibly, always. incredibly welcome. Just my needed. favorite thing ever. Anyway, thank you. You can thank have dinner you. anytime. All right, let's do it. I'm not kidding. Come to New York and give me a call. I'll have my son cook for us. He's an amazing cook. All right? All right, thanks, Isaac. I am extremely surprised right now after talking to Kara Swisher in such depth. I was not expecting what I got, which was a great big inspiration towards the end. I mean, so much information, so much kind of insight I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that story at the end where she was telling that woman to order the duck. And like at this point, I want a t-shirt that says that. I want a t-shirt that says order the duck. I want it to be in like gold glitter. And I want it to be, like, ironically oversized, so I feel really good when I wear it. Order the duck. (laughs) Darlings, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and tell someone. Tell a friend. Tell your mother. Tell your cousin. Tell everyone you know, okay? And be sure to rate the show. I love rating stuff. Go on and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so more people can hear about it. It makes such a gigantic difference and like it takes a second. So go on and do it. And if you want more fun content, videos and posts of all kinds, follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Hello Isaac Podcast. And by the way, check me out on Instagram and TikTok at I am Isaac Mizrahi. This is Isaac Mizrahi. Thank you. I love you. And I never thought I'd say this, but goodbye, Isaac. Hello, Isaac is produced by Imagine Audio, Awfully Nice, and I am Entertainment for iHeartMedia. The series is hosted by me, Isaac Mizrahi. Hello, Isaac is produced by Robin Gelfenbein. The senior producers are Jesse Burton and John Asante. It is executive produced by Ron Howard, Brian Grazer, Cara Welker, and Nathan Clokey at Imagine Audio. Production management from Katie Hodges. Sound design and mixing by Cedric Wilson. Original music composed by Ben Walter. A special thanks to Neil Phelps and Sarah Katanak at IM Entertainment. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information live nation presents concert week now through may 14th get 25 dollars tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75 percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 savage alanis morissette cage the elephant celeste barber dirk spentley fade hootie and the blowfish janet jackson kids bop kids megan trainer bissell puma sarah mclaughlin get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just 25 dollars until now through may 14th Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.